1: you damn right. Hope everybody is having a good Friday. It's a real good Friday if you're a college football fan. We got some spring games to deal with tomorrow. If you're a Longhorn fan, you know where and when, and we'll get you extra information on what's going on over at DKR. One day away. We'll talk plenty of that. Also, the NBA playoffs crank up officially this weekend. Plus, we still have to figure out who the eight seeds are. We'll get into all of that discussion And we will, hopefully, have some fun today on a Friday, because we normally do. It's Chad and Zay. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier. Zay, just checking. Any bad Texas basketball news today? How are you? Thank goodness, no. Okay, good. Yeah,
0: I can't handle that right now, but A.J. Johnson, you're... $750,000 richer. I can't knock that one bit. It is Friday. I'm feeling good. Happy Friday, everybody. How you doing, Chad?
1: I'm doing well. I am doing well. I'm rocking my buck shirt today for Gerald McCoy. I feel like we might have talked him into retirement. We were just discussing him a couple days ago. Oh, I thought he
0: already retired.
1: And then he... How dare you, first of all. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying, because... As a Bucks fan and a Cowboys fan, I really got to see him wear one of those uniforms, and I really did not get to see him wear the other one. Remember that when he went to training camp with the Cowboys and, like, I think it was his quad that he ripped oh, yeah, in right. the workout? Yeah. I want to say – I'm trying to think of who the offensive lineman was. Just a weird, freakish, you know, just a little one-on-one drill, and all of a sudden, Gerald McCoy's done – Uh, But Gerald McCoy retires, one of my favorite Sooners. We had that discussion the other day, too, like Sooners you can actually admit you like. Gerald's way up towards the top of my list. Wish him all the best.
0: Yeah, even though he's a Sooner, he's a pretty cool guy.
1: Yeah, nine years with the Bucs, a little bit more than that with some other teams. I think he might have been on that Cam Newton Panther Super Bowl team. Interesting. He was with the Panthers for a year or two Um, he never ended up with a ring, but I want to say he might have been on that team. And then the the crazy thing with the Cowboys, a little time with the Raiders. So Gerald McCoy retiring, uh, one of the football notes today. Before we get into the spring games, Zay, I did want to ask you about another basketball story I saw. Uh, This T.J. Bamba story, I don't know if that's a name that rings a bell for you at all. It's not a name I recognize. A guy that was at Washington State that has now transferred to Villanova. And I saw the announcement today. It said that he picked Villanova over Kansas, Tennessee, Texas, Georgia Tech, Auburn, North Carolina, and Saint John's. So he had a little bit of a list going. Yeah, you go uh, TJ Bomba, saying that he feels like the best way for him to get drafted in the NBA is to go to Villanova because he was citing a couple of the recent guys that have been at Villanova that got. You know, and get, get, got drafted in the NBA.
0: Yeah, a lot of those guys are gonna be in the playoffs this weekend. Jalen Brunson, Josh Hart playing for the Knicks, Dante DiVincenzo, Mikel Bridges for the um excuse me, the Nets. So yeah, Villanova, mm-hmm. they do have a really good pipeline of NBA players, but that was when Jay Wright was there.
1: Yeah, that's what I was so
0: thinking. I, it, it, That doesn't really match what he's saying. I get what he's saying Mm school-wise, but Jay Wright is a huge reason those guys, and winning, so a lot of eyes were focused on them when they were running through March. That's how those guys got to the NBA. Because they just missed the tournament, right? Yeah, they didn't make it. For the first time since— Now, they do have a— A long time. Now they do have an elite lottery pick guy, Cam Whitmore. He'll yeah. get drafted in the lottery, and he was really good this okay. year. But, yeah, they didn't make a tournament.
1: It is enough of a name. We were talking this week about if you're going to go to college to get you to the NBA, if you're at that level, there's kind of maybe two paths that people are taking now. Take the blue blood path no matter what because you're going to get eyeballs on you or take the path to one of these teams, maybe like a San Diego State or Creighton or something like that where it's a lesser – maybe it's a mid-major or maybe it's a lesser-known team, but if it's a badass team that can make a run, you're going to get noticed that way.
0: Absolutely, and Texas fans – I'm hearing a lot of good things about Max Acemas, the Oral Roberts transfer that's averaged over 20-something points the last three years. He's a little slight at six foot, but he could really go. And I heard it's between Kansas State and Texas. So I don't like that with Mm. Jerome Tang because Acemas and Marquise Noel are very similar. So I know that's the pitch that Jerome Tang and Yurik Malaghi, that coaching staff in Manhattan, that's what they're throwing, that ace mess. But hopefully Coach Terry and the coaching staff here could bring that guy in because we need guards,
1: obviously. Yeah. So for you, does he fit that mold of a Noel? Like, could you see him uh, I as... think he's
0: more of a score. Noel could really pass it. Yeah, like He was one of the lead leaders and assists in the nation this year. So even though he had that Harlem way of playing where he'd get you a bucket and he's just a straight up pit bull, I think ace miss is a little bit more sc- a score first and then he'll pass it if necessary but playing at oral roberts he didn't have guys around him that he could necessarily pass it to because you got to know your personnel you know guys mm-hmm. over there they can't hoop like the guys at kansas stay in have no you know the queen tomlin and Keontae Johnson to pass it to our Oral Roberts, like Marquise Noel did at Kansas State. So that is a big difference. Who knows, when, he, if he gets to the 40 acres, he might be more of a passer due to him playing on a higher level. So we're keeping our eye on the transfer portal situation
1: with college basketball, also the draft situation, a couple of dates to throw out, and then we'll talk spring game. I believe it's May 11th, if I'm remembering correctly. May 11th is when the next transfer portal closing date is. So from now till then, coaches and players are going to be uh, having discussions. So keep your uh, ears peeled for that. And then I believe I heard correctly, it's June 12th, I think, is the deadline for if you're coming back to school, you got to let everybody know. So the camps are going on right around that time. The draft is June 22nd. June 12th is your deadline for if you still have eligibility and you're going to come back to college, you got to let folks know. So we'll keep our eyes on those stories, but obviously big focus around here about the spring game. Longhorn fans, we've been counting it down for you and we're just down to one now. One day until that spring game. When it happens tomorrow, you'll only be 140 days away from the first game of the 2023 campaign. Texas um, obviously, a lot of excitement around this team this year. Say it's year three, and by the time we get done with this season, this needs to feel like it's headed towards where Longhorn fans want it to go. I don't. It doesn't. Ha- I don't know that it has to be championship level this year, but it needs to feel. It needs to compete for a championship this year. Is that fair?
0: Yeah, you need to compete for a Big 12 championship. As far as national championships go, obviously that's the goal. Right? Big 12 first and then see where you are. And hopefully winning the Big 12 championship puts you in position yeah. to win maybe win a national championship or get in the playoff.
1: Yeah, my mark for this team is still going to be nine games. I'm not going to talk about Jerry World. I'm not going to talk about that game. It's just a nine-win thing because they haven't been doing it consistently. I think that's a great place for them to start. And we'll see what it looks like tomorrow. Uh, Really looking forward to seeing Quinn Ewers. Just that development of one more year. Uh, It's easy to talk about with him, but I think it's relevant every time. The lack of football that he's had over these last few years. The wild trip that he took of of getting out of his senior year of high school and not playing. So strange. And then you go to Ohio State, and he just did not play that much at all, and he's just been trying to, you know, in a way, knock some rust off. And we've seen a little bit of that, but we've also seen, Zay, 49-nothing. That's the game I keep going back to because he shredded Oklahoma that day, and he looked like a badass. He had some lessons to learn after that, but that's the thing. I think that's what – he and Sark are trying to get back to.
0: Yeah, and that game was an absolute gift in the curse. The gift, you just blasted your arch rival by 41 points and skunked them when you've been struggling with them for a while in the course of the previous years. And then the curse, everybody, even Steve Sarkeesian, got way too much confidence in him and didn't realize like what you just said, this is still a very rookie-like freshman quarterback that needs reps and is still going to put film out there for these defensive coordinators to scout so they could be prepared each weekend to stop him. And we saw that a lot this past season, 2022. So, yeah, I'm with you on his development, his footwork. You're hearing all the right things about him. You see the fresh fade. You see the maturity there. You mm-hmm. hear about his body and how he's toned it up. He ain't looking like a Luke out there and stuff. You need all <laughs> that. You need all that? Why
1: has my man Luca become because, the, new, the new round example? Because in he's a
0: superstar, and the mass should be playing tomorrow or uh, Sunday. Yeah, that's why they should be. No matter what you're talking about with Kyrie, I know I digress, but this is where yeah, we're at. Yeah, it's just yeah, you compare Luca, mm. shed a couple lbs, Luca, and I won't have to say that. <laughs> But, Quinn, yours, you're hearing all the right things from his peers, from his teammates, and June Cha. you're talking about nine wins, I'm talking about Big 12 Championship 10. This is where you are, year three, the roster is stacked, you got the depth that you need, we know that running back spot, yeah, a little bit of question marks there, but you're hearing great things about Savion Red. I'm interested to see him. Oh, yeah. man, yo. They say he runs angry. I was listening to Byron Murphy talk about him yesterday say, oh, boy, runs angry. And you know he is angry. You remember what happened to Oklahoma State when he went to the sideline and went off on somebody? Oh, and that's he had, right. He had no right to go off on anybody with the lack of production that he's put to the table uh, uh, during the course of that season up until then. He, he was going off on folks like he was Randy Moss. He did get
1: into his feelings. Yeah, it's like,
0: yo, bro, we don't need that, especially in this game where Quinn Ewers has 30. Incompletions, or maybe he just saw that's what it was leading up to. Uh But that type of passion, that type of intensity, you need that. You need certain guys like that, and him being that Swiss Army knife, that Debo Samuel guy. Hell, Longhorn fans, y'all remember Ramon's Taylor? Be that type of player, okay? Yeah, Ramon's Taylor could do a little bit of everything coming out of belt. Now he smoked. He he liked a little of that tree. Mm. He smoked a little bit of that green, Mm -hmm. which you know it's twenty (laughs) twenty three. Hopefully, Savion Red don't get in. into any of that, uh-huh. but still I I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Yes, it starts with Quinn Ewers, but there's so many things to look at with this team. I think this team is stacked, like I said, the depth is there. And it's really just about those you know, weaker spots. We still don't know much about the edge rushing. I was listening to Baron Sorrell mm. talk about uh, Colton Vossick being on that other side. So I'm looking for the Westlake alum to maybe be on that other side in this sophomore year. What can he do? Because we know they got pressure on the quarterback last year. They just didn't get him down enough. So we need more of that this season. Obviously, the linebacker position, who's going to be right by uh, Jalen Ford? Dave Benda, Morris Blackwell, The Freshman, Anthony Hill, mm-hmm. LaFoul. We still don't know yet. I'm going to be looking forward to seeing those guys. And also, Chad, listening to Kelvin Banks and uh, Baron Sorrell and Byron Murphy talked yesterday. One guy they all brought up, well, I think it was just um, Baron Byron Murphy and, uh, excuse me,
1: Kelvin Banks. Okay. But they
0: brought up Cam Williams. mm and how good he's looked. Both of those guys brought him up when they were asked, who's impressed you on that side? And Calvin Banks said, yo, Cam Williams looks good. And then Byron Murphy was like going up against him. Yo, that's a mean son of a bee. That's a dog. That's an angry dude. And he'd be chirping and stuff. So it goes back to the depth of this team because you got all five starters coming back. And Cam Williams wasn't that. And now maybe he could work his way into the starting lineup. We'll see. But, you know, the season for a lot of people, not us because we're always covering the Horns football team. But for a lot of people, it starts tomorrow, and I think they're going to see a lot of good things.
1: Yeah, it's really difficult to me to be scary in a golf shirt unless you're holding a driver in your hand, and we know you can hit it like 350. Um, Cameron Williams' picture online, if y'all haven't checked this out, go to TexasSports.com and go look up the roster. He is listed at six five three sixty. Mm. When we had Chip Brown on earlier in the week <laughs> from Horns247.com, he said he's down from like 370-something. That's right. That's a trim down 360. Just go look at that picture. Look at the size of that human, this large human thing that Sark likes to talk about. Uh, that is big. And that's great to hear going into the games. Zay. Now, let's see if we get it validated in the game. I heard Jeff Howe talk about it today on Light the Tower, and he had a great point about are you going to get validation or do you get some... Are we, How much validation do you get, confirmation on some things, and then how much revelation do you get during these games? Sometimes we end up hoping and and wishing and thinking, oh, wow, that guy's going to be – and then it never happens again mm-hmm. after a spring game. And then sometimes, hopefully you hear a story like that coming from the players. That's literally from inside those individual battles. And if it's, if it's correct and if Banks is right – and that's both sides of the ball. I'd like hearing that if I was a fan. Uh, we'll see what – Cam Williams looks like. That's big 56 tomorrow. Cameron Williams, if you're watching.
0: Yeah, and, you know, Kelvin Banks, just looking at him. Talk about a mature fellow and a guy who just knows he's good. They asked him about Will Anderson, and he acted like Will Anderson was just another dude. Like, he he was just mm-hmm. like, yeah, the Batman game really tested me, and Will Anderson, he's a great player and stuff, but, you know, I as long as I do my technique and what Coach Banks says – through the game on me and taught me and stuff, I'm I'll be good, I'll be fine. Yeah. So, I don't think we talk about him enough because we just expect him being that five star coming in and him, you know, being projected a first round pick in a couple of years. You don't have to talk about that guy, but from a leadership standpoint, even though he says that he's not a leader, or says not like a veteran, yeah, right. he never said he wasn't a leader. Say he's not a veteran yeah. he. Acts like and carries himself like a veteran. And him being one of the main guys, one of the best players on the squad, even though he's not a flash player. You need guys like that at every single position.
1: Yeah, he's a huge part of this team. The stories last year as a freshman, the stories that came through other big-time players were so impressive from him. That story from Bijan in the weight room and some of the other stuff about just how mature he was as a freshman. So that's Big 78 tomorrow if you're watching the spring game. Kelvin Banks, Big 78 out on that left side. The Longhorns need to be able to, whoever it's going to be, they need to be able to run left, And you, as a fan, you need to be able to forget about Kelvin Banks because he's so damn good. Exactly. Just get lost in the rest of it because Kelvin Banks is doing his job. 78, and then how does that left side of the line look? You obviously have majors right there in the middle, but how do they fortify things on the left side? Uh, And Kelvin Banks is a big part of that.
0: He didn't disrespect Will Anderson. like He he didn't, but there was a confidence there like, it don't matter who y'all put in front of me. Right. It could be a guy that could change a franchise for the next 10 years like Will Henderson projected to be. Uh-huh. It could be a JV player. I'm going to dominate. And the confidence that gives the coaching staff and Quinn yours and the roster, like, you know I'm going to be protected, especially on my blind side. That's huge. That is huge for the success that the Horns want to have this season.
1: By the way, uh, I didn't mention the jersey number earlier, but if you're looking for – I'm glad you mentioned Savion Red, too. 17. 17 on the jersey number for Savion. Interesting for a running back there. Uh, going with 17, obviously a little bit more of a receiver number than yeah, a running man. back number. Yeah,
0: compare him to Taylor. Like, come on, Mac, let him smoke a little tree. It's cool. <laughs> it's all uh, you see now. Ain't no harm in that, but 06 is a different time. Now, a long time ago. And it's so yeah. sick. It's a different yeah. time. But y'all remember how Cole Ramon Taylor was, oh, he man. Was in, he was incredible. He code. did a little bit of everything. And he could hoop. Yeah. Oh, just, and he could uh, hoop. Back at Belton, I remember going watching him in tournaments like Round Rock Tournament oh, yeah. playing basketball, dunking on folks and stuff. What an
1: athlete. Incredible all-around athlete. There's no doubt about it. Occasionally, my wife and I will go hit the Texas Roadhouse up there in Pflugerville off of I-35. There is still a painting of Ramon Taylor. Uh, get it shedding a tackle of a USC player in the title game at that restaurant today. Wow. They still have a little tribute to Vermont's up there in uh, Pflugerville.
0: Yo, I think we forget about him because Jamal Charles took that next step. Mm-hmm. So we, we forgot, you know, we're like, oh, uh, we don't necessarily need that guy, but shoots. You can never have too many players. Dudes like that, man.
1: Uh, a lot of good text already rolling in. If you have something you want to throw in, what are you most excited about with the spring game? Who are you interested in seeing? What do you want to see? What do you not want to see? All of that good stuff. Specs text line 337-3776. Yo, and,
0: when's um, and spring day? It is
1: tomorrow. How are we looking tomorrow? Three o'clock in the afternoon. What's going down? Um, it's interesting to me. There's uh, you know, there's questions around that team on the. You know, how does the quarterback progress? But then also, I'm looking at a list today of running backs in the draft. According to Mel Kuyper earlier this week, the number 1 running back in the draft is a Longhorn, Bijan. The number 3 running back in the draft is Devon A-Chain. Yeah. I'm not sure if I'd rank him that high, but Mel did. Mel knows more about it than I do. And then I start thinking about where are these teams going in their running games moving forward. So for me, as a follower uh, you know, of that A&M team, it's that. A-Chain, to me, wasn't like a workhorse anyway. And now you've got to replace him. Who runs the ball? It's critical. It's really important for Sark to run the ball. It is critical that a Jimbo Fisher team run the ball. So, who is it going to be? Is this a Ruben Owens situation? He's the young, he'd be the CJ Baxter. Right. Ruben Owens on the young side. Is it Le'Veon Moss? Is it Amari Daniels? There's a group of guys, but no one has really stood up to say it's their job. We'll see tomorrow. That's on ESPN Plus at 3 o'clock. Texas, obviously, on Longhorn Network at one. So if you're home just watching these spring games, you can go one to the other if you want.
0: I saw one of the 2022 five star freshmen, now I guess going to be a sophomore, got caught with the chronic. Is that right? Yep. $3,000 bail. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all just can't help yourselves, especially that class. What's up with that specific class, though?
1: It's a fired-up class. It really is. Now, I did notice on the roster, I think some of those guys that a lot of people thought may transfer didn't transfer.
0: Interesting.
1: Like, I think I still see Evan Stewart's name on the roster. Huh. I don't think he left. Well, that's good, at least. I don't think so. But then again, I saw Max Johnson's name on the roster, and I thought, wait, didn't Max – is Max moving on, or is Max still fighting for that? Yeah. Is, it, is he hanging around to fight with Wegman for the, for the job? Uh, we'll find out some of the answers to those questions in terms of A&M, but obviously Texas has the spring game tomorrow as well. I do not know any other spring games off the t- – well, no, I do know at least one, because in checking the schedule, Georgia's spring game is tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken – And there's a Big Ten one I saw. Like Michigan State, I think, is going to be tomorrow. But it's that time of year. And if you go to all those different networks, Big Ten, uh, Pac-12, SEC starting next week, they start rerunning everything. So if you want to peek in on a particular school, you uh, you will get a chance to do that. Uh, so we'll talk a lot of Texas spring game today. Let us know what you're looking forward to. We will also talk a lot of NBA today. Tonight it's the eight seed games, and then everything really cranks up tomorrow with all the rest of the uh, four out of seven series and the official playoffs getting started tomorrow. So we're going to get into all of that. Also coming up in the crap bag, I'll tell you about the NBA team you'll want to root for if you love chaos. Stay with with us. It is Friday. Lot to do on the horn. Chad and Zay. All right, getting started on this Friday. Oh, I dig it. Little James Bond, Duran Duran. The view to a kill. Come on. Mid-80s, probably mid to late 80s. Something like that for a view to a kill. Roger Moore era. James Bond. It's a good starter. I like that. Duran Duran. Monsters in the 80s.
0: This is different than normal Bond.
1: Uh, yeah. A little bit. This is a little, maybe a little poppier than yeah. you would have had. But a little more industrial. A little more, uh, a little more of that. A little more of a club song. Yeah. Versus just a straight up like pop song. Because they've gone to people like Adele and and just flat out big bold singers, this was a little bit different. But if you saw if you saw a View to a Kill, it was a little different feel too. It had that like 80s right. kind of vibe to it yeah. with Roger Moore. All right, Duran Duran gets us started today. We got a lot of stuff going on, obviously, with the spring game. Texas getting ready for the spring game tomorrow. We briefly mentioned the Aggie spring game as well. Zay asked me about the Aggies so he could tell me that an A&M player got caught with pot. That was his goal there. He did not care about football at all. You just wanted to tell me a player got caught.
0: No, I, I did care about football. I uh, want to know. I People want to know. I don't What's going to go on with the Aggies this year? Y'all got a new offensive coordinator that likes to be on bikes and you know likes other wild stuff off the field. So I just want to know who calling the plays, what's going on. Is it going to be – Five and seven?
1: What would y'all? Uh, they were five and seven. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they beat LSU, they were five and seven. Okay,
0: yeah. Just see if there's improvement from last season. Right. Hold.
1: Yeah. Aggie fans would tell you there better be improvement from last season. And as much as people will joke about that OC hire, and I totally get where the jokes come from. The question is, can he make that offense more varied? Can he make that offense feel more modern? I think that's what a lot of Aggie fans are trying to figure out. Say what you will about Petrino, and there's stuff to say, but his football, air quote, crimes are fairly pedestrian when you compare them to the defensive coordinators' football, air quotes, crimes. <laughs> he didn't exa- he's not connected with the stuff Durkin's connected with, but in football terms, this is the guy that dialed up some pretty badass offenses in his time, and he made quarterbacks look good in his time. Can you do the same thing with AM and on offense? That'll be interesting to watch tomorrow afternoon as well. And back to Texas, when we're talking about Sark and his offense, the new new wide receivers coach obviously would be a big change to things to look for. But overall, this is essentially the same crew coming back with the Texas offense in terms of who's you – know, obviously this is Sark's offense still and how he wants to call the plays. And it's about the development of specifically Quinn Ewers and that receiving core and
0: then can you find a running back. Yeah, and that's why there's so much promise. That's why it's so hard not to drink the Kool-Aid. That's why some of y'all got to stick with that tang. I'm trying to give y'all game. Yeah. Just sip the tang because it's so easy to go full-fledged yeah. into the Kool-Aid pool, and you don't need to be doing that because we've been burned way too many times. But that player, Chad, that got arrested for yes. AM, sophomore safety, Jacoby Matthews. Ah,
1: Jacoby, come on now. By the campus
0: police mm. were you smoking on the dorm, Jacoby. Mm, smoking on campus. Put the towel under the door. Oh, man. <laughs>
1: it's a freshman
0: mistake freshman
1: mistake Freshman mistake. three
0: thousand dollar bail mm. they got them out nil's good up there we know that the freshman mistake all right oh, well
1: speaking of mistakes before we get into the eight seed games tonight in the nba let's talk about a team that couldn't be bothered to try to be an eight seed or even try to get into a play-in situation the dallas mavericks Zay, I heard people kind of joking on the Mavericks after they pulled all those guys for the Friday night home finale, um, and I can't remember who they were playing. Oh, Chicago, Um, that they pulled everybody for that game. I remember hearing people say, oh, come on, what's the league going to do? And I thought they should find the hell out of them and maybe take the draft pick away, but they probably can't do that part. But they find them. We found it out today. It is a $750,000 fine for resting players in a key game.
0: Yeah, I thought it might have been heftier than that, maybe in the mills, but I guess Adam Silver was lenient. And yeah, it just goes back to the pettiness that Mark Cuban and the whole Mavs organization had after they felt like they got hosed in that Warriors game where Cuban said this was the biggest hose job he's ever seen in his time in the NBA and ever since that game, I think they just tanked it in. They realized we don't have much of a chance. If we do get in, then we'll be probably playing. The Grizzlies or Joker, and that's probably an easy out. So yeah. might as well look for this draft pick, and yeah, it bit them You can't do that.
1: Yeah, it turned into the the discussion about that draft pick that it's associated with the the Porzingis deal, the draft pick that it's a protected pick that they would owe the Knicks, and you know, not to get into all those details, but seven hundred fifty thousand here they were fined six hundred thousand the last time Mark Cuban admitted openly that they were tanking. Uh, it was called d- uh, conduct detrimental to the league. League, and they also said the Mavericks decision to resist or to resist to restrict key players from fully participating in an elimination game last Friday undermined the integrity of our sport. The Mavericks actions failed our fans and our league.
0: Yeah. I mean, you got two All-Stars on your team this year. That means you gotta try to win. That means you have a chance, even though you know to the NBA, you have a chance. Not many people could say they have two all-stars, two guys that could average over twenty points a game, Luca with 30, and plus for the TV rights and TV markets and ratings and stuff. You want those ratings when Luca and Kyrie right. are in the game or are both playing at the same time. Everybody wants to see what happens and you tank the bed? Nah, not a good look, Mark yeah, Cuban. And
1: I don't know what I don't know if any adjustments can be made to you know, I don't know if any adjustments could be made to the system and how it works. Uh, but the biggest,
0: the plan that was the adjustment that was their the plan. Ju- the right. plan,
1: yeah. And but but in terms of that draft pick thing, right? In terms of that draft pick that's laying out there to where, if you do the math and say, well, you know, if the Mavs had tried to play it out, they would have had a whatever fifteen percent chance of of getting what they wanted with that pick. And now that they did what they did, they have like an eighty percent chance. And it's like, okay, well, that's not good. That part of it needs to be figured out and maybe tweaked a little bit. But, yeah, the fact that they couldn't even be bothered to try to get into the playoffs, that was just sad. And me as a fan, as my NBA team, I know they're not winning a title this year, but you need to try to win the game. That's kind of what I want out of it. That's what I generally want out of my team. And now you're bringing in a talent like Kyrie, and then you just kind of get to the end and give up.
0: Well. It's interesting because what the Mavericks need most is the biggest NBA prospect since LeBron James. And that's a center. And Wimbenyama, seven five, again, greatest prospect since LeBron James. What he could bring to a team, if he went to the Mavs now, Mavs be top four team in the West, right. just like that. Right. So if Wimbenyama wasn't that number one prospect in this year's 2023 draft, would the Mavs have been fine that much? Maybe not, but he is, and I think the NBA is looking at that also.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. Wim binyama's affected a lot of people's thought process. <laughs> oh, it's nuts. And that's probably what Mark Cuban is thinking today, too. And all I would say to the Mavs is don't give me – don't talk to me about everybody's doing it or their other team's doing it. Just get better at it. This is the second time you're up to $1.3 million now that you've been fined because you don't know how to do it without saying you're doing it. I mean, it's just the most obvious thing in the world. You couldn't have started those guys and had them all play like 12 to 25 minutes just like you did with Luca. No, I couldn't be clever about it. You did it, pulled them all out, and then had Jason Kidd trying to explain it afterwards. I don't know if it's really a business thing or if it's – I understand. I don't think it's the <laughs> white flag. I really think it's like, oh, my God.
0: Well, you were just in the Western Conference Finals last year. You could have signed Jalen Brunson. It would have been a whole lot of paper. Mm-hmm. And I know you weren't trying to give him what New York gave him. And yes, his dad works for the Knicks and stuff. And you, Mark Cuban's tried to use that as a big reason why he went to New York. No, pay the guy. Pay him. If you think he's worth that, you didn't think he was worth that. I don't think he was either, but... The Knicks are still playing in the playoffs, got a really good matchup against the Cavs, which I think that's going to be one of the best series uh, of the first round. And your team's at home Mm -hmm. when they were in the playoff hunt majority of the season Then the last two months. Y'all tank the bed. Man, that is wild.
1: Uh, All right, so speaking of the teams trying to get in the playoffs, the ones that actually do want to win, how about these eight seed games tonight? Chicago, Miami, doing it on South Beach at 6 o'clock tonight. That is TNT. Which way do you think this goes? Miami suffers the loss. Chicago got the surprise win. Who do you think takes it tonight?
0: Yeah, I mean, you got to think about travel, going from Canada all the way to South Beach. That's a long way, Mm -hmm. and – You know, one team is coming off of a bad loss where they really got exploited down low in the paint by Clint Campella and Okunwu off the bench, especially shot blocking and stuff like that. Bam out of bio. He was bad. And he has to be better against. Vujovic for Chicago, which that's a good matchup for the Heat. Bam out of bio, a lot quicker, a lot more athletic, could step out and hit that jumper. If he's locked in, then Miami Heat, they should take care of business because those guards, I think, for Miami, Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, they could go up against DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine. They match up well. Struce and Vincent, you know, those guys can knock down shots. Kyle Lowry was a huge surprise in that game against – Atlanta. He was one of the only ones that really stepped up with 33 points. Mm -hmm. And people have been talking about him being the Achilles heel for the Heat. Like a reason why the Heat are in this situation in the first place is because that how much money Pat Riley gave him and his role on the team was supposed to be you know, that next point guard that puts him over the top. That's not the case. Now you kinda hear Damian Lillard's name being swirled around. So if Miami loses this, this uh this game, summer's gonna be really interesting. Portland, Damian Lillard's talking about being a little disgruntled. He says he loves Portland, but he's tired of the same old thing. He ain't trying to rebuild. So we know Miami, they're known for making moves. Everybody loves South Beach, even if you say you don't, somebody like Damian Lillard that might be a little more quiet. I'm sure his family would love South Beach, too. Mm-hmm. So that's something to look at tonight. But, yeah, if Bam Adebayo steps up and does what he's supposed to do as an all-star center, they should be able to get the win.
1: Bulls heat, 6 o'clock on TNT. The winner uh, ends up as the eighth seed, and they will take on Milwaukee.
0: Now, United Airlines, they said that they going to fly out DeMar DeRozan dollar for free. So she might be there tonight. I haven't heard nothing. Wait, why would the building offer that? What do you mean the building? That's United Airlines. Give oh, her a you, flight. I'm
1: sorry. I thought you were saying that. Sorry, I thought you were saying American because that because it's the American Airlines Arena. Well, it used to be, not anymore. Oh, but it's not. That, that's not Miami anymore. Okay. No. All right. Um, oh, you're right. They did change the name. Okay.
0: So, but Chicago is the United
1: Center. So United is offering to get her to the game. Yep. Because yep. DeRozan has already said, "No, no, she's got to go to school." And the he according to him, she wasn't going to be there tonight. That's something else to look for. <laughs> That's something else. If they find the daughter in the crowd early on, look, listen for those screams when Miami goes to the Yo, free throw. If line. you're
0: if you're the, in the part of Heat organization, she could be there. She can't be behind the goal. That's too again. I'm all for you NBA players. You better make your free throws no matter what. If somebody's yeah. standing right next to you, as long as they don't touch you, I expect you to knock it down. But we need this win to get to the playoffs. We're not trying to risk nothing. She can't be behind the goal, man. No,
1: no. Here's That's what too close to the court. No, here's what Spolstra needs to do. Spolstra, in practice, should have had a tape running of the loudest, shrillest screams from every horror movie through the years. <laughs> That's what he needed to have to make sure they cover it. Where he said, I don't care what, what they bring. I don't care how many. They could bring 10 screaming kids. We're going to hit 90% tonight. That'd be a smart move. That's what I would be a good coaching time. That's what I would have done if I was Bolster. All right, so Bulls Heat will get it started tonight. We'll also get Zay's thoughts on Thunder and Timberwolves coming up. The winner of that will end up with Denver this weekend. And we'll continue to break it down at 105, because in the NBA, you know there's always two parts to it. There's the game. And there's the story. Zay was giving you a little bit of that with the Dame Lillard ingredient there. There's ingredients to all these different games and the side stories. We'll get into all of that coming up at 1 o'clock. Up next in the crap bag, I will tell you about the team you need to root for in the NBA if you want the house to lose. This is The Horn.
0: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it?
1: All right. We are rolling through a Friday. That's a great riff. This song gets going and gets going quick. Green Day and American Idiot. That's right. It's a solid record. It's a good record. That's a good album. You've heard that one? No. That's one you'd enjoy. I think you'd like that. Oh, yeah. If you're into Green Day a little bit. Yeah. A little upbeat, kind of that pop punk, if you will. Yeah.
0: yeah this was a hit when it came out. Boy,
1: when they, I mean, they were really... Uh, they really got things focused in on this album there's some good stuff on that record uh Green Day and Duran Duran getting us started today. We hope you are having a great Friday yesterday we had the little Kim and uh, jelly roll discussion had somebody texting us last night suggesting hey if you like jelly roll try this there's some other giving us some other uh, what would they what they, what they call it country rap ideas yeah. Interesting, uh, interesting mix there. Uh, next week on the music discussion, we are going to hit the uh, the L button, if you will. We're going Lil Wayne and Living Color next week. Uh, I'm going to go, that just happened by a happenstance. By the way, I've already listened to a couple tracks off the Lil Wayne album. Okay. Not bad. It's just the ka. I like it. Yeah, it's good, man. Go, D- it-
0: Go DJ. Oh, that's a hit. That's my DJ. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> that's a hit. Hey, Chad, we're talking about DeMar DeRozan's daughter, yeah. you know, mucking stuff up for the Raptors. And somebody on Spec's text line brought up a great one. You remember the Pelicans? Oh, it might have been the Hornets back then, but the Hornet Spurs series. And somebody had like a cutoff like cardboard of Eva Longoria oh, I wearing remember. the Hornets headband. Oh, I do not remember oh, that. What oh, what a great time.
1: So they did, like, distractions for free throws? Yeah. Oh, wow. Miss, yeah, I then, don't remember that.
0: Yeah, there's a picture of like, Tony Parker at the free throw line and somebody That's putting funny. that up. But
1: That's a good idea.
0: I don't think that face TP. No, no. Four rings.
1: No, I think, they're, I think they are just yeah, fine. They yeah. face him one bit. Mr. Parker. Yeah, he would Hall have, of Fame this year. He would have four of those five, doesn't he? Oh yeah. Yeah. Doesn't have the one with David and Tim, but he's got oh, all the rest. That was Avery. Yeah. That's right. That was Avery. Avery Johnson. Come
0: on, man. Come on, man. Come on, God, Timmy. Come on, man. David. <laughs> let's go, baby. Let's go. <laughs> uh, that's
1: good stuff. Beat the Knicks that year, right? For yeah. the ninety nine title. I'll
0: never forget Avery hit that. Oh, Short corner jumper. Shot. Oh, yeah. That was shot.
1: massive stuff. Uh, we'll talk more NBA coming up at 105. Actually, a little bit of it in the crap bag here as well. Check this out on the betting side in Vegas. Crap bag time.
0: Chad's crap bag. Crap bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just... Think of a bag of crap.
1: Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. According to the folks in Vegas, there are two NBA teams you need to be rooting for to win the title because it will not wreck. (laughs) Come on, nobody's wrecking Vegas. But the house will lose a little more than they would otherwise if two teams make a run. The first one you will make sense to you. It's the Lakers. The Lakers were 12-1 at the start of the season to win it all. But in November, they dropped down to 125-1. to 1, The LeBron injury and stuff like that. So people were able to get those kind of odds, plus everybody loves to bet the Lakers. So Caesars right now and other books are a little concerned about if the Lakers get on a run. But, Zay, the other team to pay attention to is Sacramento because back in July – Somebody walked into the Tropicana in Vegas. They still don't know who this is. Anonymous better. Somebody walked into the Trop, put ten thousand on Sacramento to win it all at seven hundred and fifty to one. Then they put eight thousand down on Sacramento to win it all at three hundred and fifty to one. So put all that math together, and if it hits and Sacramento wins the title, not just gets there, wins it all, ten point three million dollars will be paid off. From those bets. So the Tropicana is sweating a little bit about the Sacramento Kings. So they are rooting for the Warriors in this first series to just end all that drama.
0: Yeah. And according to Draymond Green, like, he's already looking forward to the Lakers Grizzlies matchup because he was basically really? talking about it in the podcast. He was breaking that playoff round uh, down and he was like, yeah, I know. This is probably bullet to bore material for our next round when we see him. So they're not even thinking about Sacramento. Wow. And they're the lower seed. Right. They're the that's, just, that's just that championship confidence that they right. have that they know everybody's back at the right time. We don't know what Andrew Wiggins is going to be. He, you know, if he comes back as that second best player in the NBA Finals, Andrew Wiggins, then yeah, this this could be a five-game quick, you know, quick five games. But yeah. if he comes back a little bit rusty, then Sacramento they can make it fun and they got a lot of guys that are hungry and young De'Aaron Fox he has to be huge I don't know if he'll be matched up with Steph Curry much but he'll be matched up with him a little bit and that's the thing that I don't think teams realize playing against the Warriors and playing against Steph because I was just looking at a J.R. Smith podcast, which we'll talk about J.R. Smith a little bit later, and he was talking about 2015, Matthew Dova, when the Warriors won their first one, how he almost died chasing Steph Curry around. And Steph's stamina is different from everybody's. You Mm -hmm. better be in shape because, yeah, game one and two, you might feel like you're doing a good job, but when game five and six come around and he's still running off screens and he won't stop moving, and you're like, damn, he's still doing this? That's what kills teams. Cause he, those guys don't get tired for the Warriors. So I don't see a matchup for Steph. You can't put Malik Monk on them. Kevin Herter, huh? man, that it'll be a sweep if they put Kevin Herter on Steph. That's it's not the best matchup. Demontis Sabonis, he's really gotta work out him and Draymond. Obviously, Draymond thinks he's going to get the better of him in that matchup, being a former defensive player of the year and the cockiness and confidence that Draymond has. But Sabonis, he's a three-time all-star. He could go, and he's unique. He's a lefty, so he'll get you off guard with his left hand doing different things that sometimes a righty would do. Yeah, it could be a fun series, but they're going to have to find someone that could stop Steph Curry.
1: That series will get started tomorrow night. We'll break down of exactly where all those series will be coming up at 1.05 and uh, continue to get Zay's thoughts not only on the games, but these stories that are out there. I mean, just the storylines are incredible in every series. Vegas odds, Milwaukee, Boston, Phoenix, and Golden State. Your top four right now. And just to piggyback on what what we are just talking about, Zay, the back end of the playoffs in the West is so fascinating to me. You just talked about the six-seed Golden State with all of their clout. Obviously We know the seven seed is the Lakers. Kevin Durant is on the four seed. Kawhi Leonard is on the five seed. And the top three are Denver, Memphis, and Sacramento, teams that don't have a ton of experience in championship runs. Right. They got some stars, obviously, but not stars that are used to go getting used to the rings. All these other guys that I just mentioned, they have rings and they're sitting at four, five, six, and seven.
0: Exactly. And that's why a lot of teams are picking the upsets. You know, I'm intrigued to see what happens tonight with the Timberwolves and the Thunder. I think if the Thunder move on and win the game, which they could, I think it will be an easier matchup for the Nuggets. But if the Timberwolves win and Joker has to deal with Rudy Gobert, and you have to beat them four times, I'll still pick the Nuggets to win, but moving out of that, moving forward, that might take a lot out of Nikola Jokic. So more of
1: a battle. Yeah, Yeah. because Rudy
0: Gobert is a really good defender. And plus you got to deal with Carl Anthony Towns, so Nikola Jokic, he's going to have to play D, and they won't be able to hide him much. And sometimes when Rudy Gobert goes out, that means Cat's the five. Mm -hmm. So... Even though that will probably be a five-game series going the Nuggets away, if to the, if the Timberwolves advance tonight, I think that could take a lot out of a two-time MVP guy if they want to make a long run in this playoffs.
1: Tonight is interesting to me because these teams are in a play-in situation because, by definition, they're inconsistent. That's why they're here. And what we—it's weird. These last couple nights, we've actually seen good close games. Sometimes in the play-in in the first couple of years, you'd see blowouts. It almost feel like a literally a play-in game at the NCAA tournament where you go, oh, they weren't supposed to be. Okay, fair enough, and this team moves on. But I want to know, like, is Levine going to be able to continue what he did the other night, or was it one night? Gilgis Alexander, is that going to show up again, and then – Our Australian League guy, Giddy. Josh Giddy. Does he show up like that again with 31? Or was that just one night? And you got Miami and Minnesota trying to prove as the host team, okay, yeah, we got beat, but we're better than you, and we're going to show you. So these are two 10 seeds trying to show that they can be the 8 seed uh, in the NBA tonight. Should be good. TNT has the East game at 6, 8.30 ESPN is Oklahoma City and Minnesota.
0: Yeah, I'm excited, man.
1: Yeah, it should be good. And Rudy Gobert good, right? He gets to play tonight. Yeah, he's good. He does get to play. Yeah.
0: Okay. Now, look at that, too. Baby. It's hard to play with a guy and say, we're going to war when you know he could stab you in the back. Literally. Just... <laughs> And punched him in his face. Just like that, in front of everybody. Getting fine. He, so, did,
1: he did not hit his
0: face. Ah, whatever. He's he like, did he like, you know. Not he, hit he, his like, face. he like brushed it. He like brushed the beard a little Dude, something, something, you know. You know I'm a fight fan. That is not a great punch to
1: break down. I guess still call it a shove. I thought it was a full arm shove. I didn't think that
0: was a punch. It was light. Oh my goodness. It was light. But he reacted though. He, he reacted like he got uh, socked. The story we heard was that he reacted to the B word, not the push, oh, yeah. not the shove
1: or the punch or whatever. No, Gobert
0: reacted to the B word. I'm Kyle sorry, Anderson. Gobert reacted to the B word. You're right, you're right. Kyle yeah. Anderson, if it was a push, you know, some guys push back. He reacted like, oh, you swung at me. We got some serious problems. I'm from Jersey. I might be light-skinned. I'm from Jersey. <laughs> you better know about me, dog. You from France.
1: Didn't you just start that with, I might be light-skinned?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know how i these light-skinned brothers, man. Devin Booker, he really represented for the light-skinned brothers on being tough. Reggie Miller, he did it. John Starks, he was one of those guys. People oh, think, y'all, man. that's light-skinned brother. Oh, he's south. He weak. Steph Curry, oh, he's south. He weak. Nah. Nah, you better not check them light skin brothers. Boy,
1: uh, Golden State tomorrow is going to be interesting. That is the night cap. We'll get into that series coming up. There's plenty of storylines to go around in the NBA. We'll get Zay's thoughts on that. We'll continue to get your thoughts on the spring game as well. We are one day away. What do you want to see with the spring game? Remember, it is a 1 o'clock kick time uh, or thereabouts for the spring game. We'll get you the 11 o'clock pregame from Bebo Boulevard. They crank everything open in the morning like 8 o'clock they got all the different stuff for you, the food, the you know LCL concert afterwards with Briscoe playing, in case you don't know. 9 a.m. for the autograph session, and we will have a post-game call-in show for all that discussion about what Arch Manning looks like, what Quinn Ewers looked like, Malik Murphy uh, uh, we did a running back step up, all that kind of good stuff. So, so who's
0: Briscoe? Am I off? Am I out the
1: loop? Briscoe's like a—I'd um, call him like alt-country. Okay. Yeah, all right, country cause, ensemble, country uh,
0: group. All right, because I knew a Briscoe and hip hop. Man, he got locked up, so I'm like, I don't doubt if CDC is inviting to him. This,
1: the, I think it may be a little different.
0: Okay. E at the end of this Briscoe. <laughs> I don't know if there
1: was an E at the end of the other Briscoe you're talking about. This is, this is Maybe a different Briscoe. All right. Uh-huh. Noted. All right. Coming up, your 1 o'clock hour. We'll start with some NBA. Also, in at 30, we we'll continue to break down the spring game in terms of the Flex guys. Let's talk about some of the local talent that will be in the game. We'll go over jersey numbers for you to look for as well. Stay with us. It's the Horn.